This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on the Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Jackson is in studio. Looking real, real uh, humble right now. Yeah. I'm- Your mic's not on. I'll get Jackson's mic on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Hello, hello. There he is. Hey, there Jackson. we go. Hello. Um, yeah, I've got. Uh, I come to you with my tail tucked between my legs. <laughs> And uh, I'm wondering what you guys have for me as far as punishments go. Sounding like regrets over there, Jackson. That's what <laughs> nah, it nah, like. nah. It's just a healthy dose of motivation. It's just early right now. All right, so set it up for everybody who might not have heard it, that you are, why you were coming in here asking for a little bit of um, motivation by humiliation. Absolutely. Uh, so to give just a very quick recap, I have uh, always been a pretty active person, but within the last four to six months, I've kind of dropped off of that. Um, it's taken a toll on my mental health as far as my own insecurities go and the way that I see myself. And so I figured that it's finally time for a change. I came on here a couple weeks ago and told you guys about the whole situation where I did want to make some changes. And since then, I have almost done nothing. And so that's why I asked you guys to come up with some sort of punishment or incentive for me to actually get in shape. And the goal right now is to lose 15 pounds by the end of the year. That's quite a steep goal because we did the math yesterday and really doctors only recommend like two pounds per week and we have what eight weeks left yeah, in it, the year? It's basically as aggressive as you can semi-healthily go. Do you have a plan more than like just working out, like diet, all of the things? So I did sign up for a meal plan. Um, so that is going to, I think, really help because a diet's been a huge part of the reason why things have kind of gotten a little out of hand over the last four to um, six months. And so I think kind of taking a lot of the decision work out of uh, the process is going to be the trick to this. Obviously, we're heading into the holiday season, so it might be a little bit tougher, of course, but I feel like if I can make it through this and achieve this goal, then it'll work out. All right, it's your last chance to back out before we start throwing these punishments at you. <laughs> I already shook Kristen's hand yesterday, so I think I'm locked in. <laughs> Do you have like a worst case scenario punishment, like something you really don't want us to say? 
No, because then that means that's going to come up later somehow. So I'm going to hold that one to myself. <laughs> well played, don't have you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I forgot doing. to come up with one. This is my way of being like, oh, perfect. That was number one on my list. So I was... I was going to give you something kind of easy because I don't really believe in harsh punishments because I don't really feel like those are good motivators. However, I do realize it would be a lot more funny for us to have a harsh punishment. Yes. So I was going to just give you dry January because I feel like that's productive, mm. right? Like if you don't lose what you want to lose, maybe you got to stay in a couple of weekends in January. However, I remember that your girlfriend... Looks a lot like Anne Hathaway. Oh, no. And Jackson, do you know what one of my favorite movies is? What? The Devil's Wear Pr- The Devil Wears uh, Prada. Okay. Okay. And Where are we going? there are a couple of iconic scenes from that film. And I think it would be absolutely hysterical if you and your Anne Hathaway looking girlfriend reenacted a scene from the Devil's Wear the I'm making devils plural. The <laughs> Devil Wears Prada for the Burt Show fam to witness on social media. You're bringing her into this too, then. Well, listen, she's got to she's got to be the one to motivate you. That is very true. She's your partner in this, right? And to be clear, uh, Abby's not saying you're going to play the role of the boyfriend. It's more like you're going to play Meryl Streep. Oh Oh, yes, okay. You are playing the devil wearing Prada. I see. I see. Okay. It, it, do I get a say in any no, of these, or no. are you guys just going to choose, or do I have to do all of them? I don't know who chooses. Did we come up with like who's actually going to pick yeah, the final punishment? Whichever one's the best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have a feeling be, that's going to be Tommy. So, but go ahead. And yeah. that that scene would be posted to the Bird Show's YouTube channels, and I'll probably run ads on it too, <laughs> <laughs> profiting <laughs> off your humiliation. It's going to get demonetized after what I do to it, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the punishment I came up with was in uh, line with what Cassie had to do. I thought that would be great to have you on YouTube dancing to whatever song we chose in your drawers while your girlfriend records it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't go as nice as Abby did. That's, that's pretty rough. We just really want to bring your girlfriend into this. The thing is about that, too, is not only if I don't lose the weight, I have to do that. That means I'm already not going to be feeling my best, and then I've got to strip down to my underwear and dance. I'm so pulling all like, the motivation well, out of you. I can't, Jackson. Well, welcome sure. to the club. That's okay. what happened to me. Uh, my idea is taking the billboard idea but upgrading it. So you'll have to pose in your underwear with a Santa hat and Cheeto fingers and chocolate smeared across your face, and it will be shown at a major sporting event in Atlanta as an ad for the bird show. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. So I don't I don't know how the sports seasons work. I don't know if it's Atlanta United, the Hawks, the Falcons, but you will be up on the Jumbotron in a Santa hat and your underwear <laughs> for the entire stadium to see. I say we wait for the playoffs, too. <laughs> Ooh. A little more intense around that time. Santa hat and underwear weren't enough. I've got to have Cheeto fingers and uh, <laughs> chocolate on my face. Look, you got to go all out. Oh okay. Listen, if you don't want to be shown to the public with Cheeto fingers and chocolate, maybe don't do it in private for the next eight weeks. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that is totally fair. Did I hear Tommy came up with something? Tommy, do you a bird have one? Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, over my illustrious radio career, I used to do a lot of stunts in the beginning as a young producer. Like getting shot. And I have uh, collected many costumes, so to speak, over the years. One of which was a chicken thong (laughs) that I water skied in. I will not be making you wear that because my junk's been in it. Thank you. you. But I do own (laughs) an adult... We were doing a topic, and we found out there's a fetish where men like to wear baby clothes. And so I have an adult baby's outfit. I don't know what you call it. A onesie? 
with the the hat, the rattle, everything. <laughs> Pacifier. Sure. And I'm thinking you have to wear that out like on a that. street corner. Oh, I like that. He's going to get arrested. For the <laughs> entire <laughs> show. For the whole show? For the whole the, show. There you go. The picture in the diaper wasn't enough, apparently. No. Back to the baby stuff. Hey, okay. you asked for this. You're right. I absolutely did. Hey, at know. least you're fully clothed. Cut. Yeah. Is he, though? Fully is a stretch. Yeah. And, well, we should also point out, it's probably going to be January when you pay this bet off. So it's going to be cold outside. You know, I forgot that humiliation was the big part of that whole title that uh-huh. I saw on the schedule. Yeah. I was thinking maybe like a skydiving or like uh, something like that. How so- is that? That's like a thing people pay hundreds of dollars to do. <laughs> this man want to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to fund my vacation. Okay. All right. So how are we going to choose? I That is a great is, question. Is, is, you know, we could put a poll up at thebirtshow.com and ask on social media which one he should do. I, I say the listener should decide. Oh, okay. All right. We'll okay. put a poll up at thebirtshow.com and you guys can go and vote on what Jackson's It doesn't matter what you be. choose because I'm I'm losing this weight, so it's and all we, good. And there we do go. have a dark horse because Bert still gets to throw his in. True. Ooh, oh, my God. Are you regretting this at all? No, I'm hoping that this is the kick in the ass that I needed to, you know, get this going and uh, for me to lose this weight. So I'm really hoping that this works. Now you realize, so you could win in life, but still lose the bet. Like you could lose 13 pounds. <laughs> you could lose 14 pounds. When we say 15 was the goal. 15 15 was the goal. So that's on you. You choose that. You, you chose could, that. You could lose 14.9 pounds. We will still make you pay off this bet. Because you didn't hit 15. The full 15. So what we'll do is during one of the commercial breaks today, we'll go downstairs to the gym and I will weigh you. There's a sliding scale weigh, a sliding scale weight thing. You'll stand on it. You can take your shoes off, whatever, but we'll take a photograph of your outfit as well and end of the scale. And then at the end of our season, like your weight loss season, we'll go back same outfit or at least the same shoes and weigh you again. So there's no, like, rounding or, you know. Nope, no rounding. Nope. 15. 15. <laughs> okay. Uh, we clear? Clear. Clear. It is said. It clear. has been said. It has been done. The Burt Show. All right, moving on to Katie. You had to update some things because your dating profile wasn't working for you, and we have to check in to see if you have made the necessary changes in order to get your dating profile back up top. I mean, who really said that I needed to update it? Did I really? Literally everyone, Every single one of us. (laughs) All of us. (laughs) We looked at it, and we were like, absolutely no. We know you. And I looked at that profile, and I was like, I don't want to date her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. But I would date you in, like, real life. I think you're a catch. Well, thank you. And that's the struggle that I was having because after a year of not being on dating apps, I decided to re-download it, and then all you said that my whole profile was crap, my pictures were wrong, (laughs) And I was after that, I was honestly discouraged because I had a profile that looked like crap. And I was like, how am I going to change it? But I did take you all's recommendations. And instead of deleting the app, like my initial reaction, I decided to update some things. Well, what what got you to the point where you wanted to go back to the dating profile in the first place? Um, loneliness, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, honestly, it's because I wanted the universe to do its thing. I was like, you know what, Katie, forget the dating apps. God will find you the right woman, and it's just going to happen organically. And then I went out here in these streets organically and realized that, first of all, as a lesbian, it's hard to figure out if other women like other women without being like, she has a rainbow watch on. She's <laughs> a rainbow. Her fingernails short. Right, are her fingernails short. Hey, girl, you look cute today, but you look cute today. Will she pick up on hints like that? It's, it's really hard 
harder for me personally to do that out in the wild and naturally. So then I was like, you know what, Katie, let's just revisit dating apps and just give that a try again and see if that spices some things up. But then after I created that profile, I only had one match. And so back to the drawing board, I changed up the profile, like you all said. My first picture was a full body picture that said the prompt was like, as seen on my mom's fridge. I changed it. It is now an up close picture of oh, me. Okay. And I need you all to tell me what you think about this. Right. Hang on, let's get Because you were doing a lot of swiping, right? Yeah, I was doing a lot of swiping and nobody was doing swiping on me. Okay, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> we got to fix that. None, none of that was happening. But this is my first picture now. Okay. Y'all can see. Yeah, that's a nice picture. Is that, like a, better, that, is that yeah. a better close-up? Yes. And it shows your personality. See, you're smiling, you look happy, you're out, you're doing what you do. That's, that's Katie. That's the Katie we know. And then I changed the taco prompt because you all thought I was not talking about the food tacos when I said I know the best place in town to get tacos. <laughs> that wasn't all of us. That was the freaks on the show. <laughs> to be fair, if you're swiping on women and you make a taco joke, I'm immediately going to the downstairs taco. Like, here's here's the example. If I'm swiping on dudes and a guy's like, I can know where you can find the best sausage in town. I'm going to be like, really, dude? Like, no, thank you. Okay. But a lot of people like tacos in general. And I'm not trying to come off as like, hey, I'm trying to hook up with you by saying like, yo, I know where you can get some good tacos. That's what it sounds like. I'm just currently looking up just to see if there's a restaurant called Downtown Taco. There's one called Pink Taco. All right. Oh, okay. It's in Vegas, owned by Harry Morton. And Velvet Taco. Mm. Well, Velvet Taco. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So... So I changed that prompt and I got rid of it. And then I rearranged it where the first prompt that it has something, it says, my love language is, and then I put music and I said, who's in your top five? So to like kind of prompt a response, yeah. y'all think about that? That's engaging. Yeah. I like right. it. I'm not mad mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Okay. Like- okay. And then I took Kristen's advice. She said that the full body pictures were necessary. I had two of them. One in the suit for my best friend's wedding and then one in a dress. And she said I should put those back to back. To show, you know, a little diversity. A little range. Oh, so yeah. I did that. I, well, I like, I like those I did, okay. I, did, I did the back-to-back thing. Yep. And then I have another prompt that's like, what does my typical Sunday look like? And I basically laid it out. You know, brunch, binging a new show, something like that. Simple. Was that too basic? No. Uh, <laughs> it could be a little more original. Like, what show are you binging? Because if I see somebody's watching the same show as me, I'm going to instantly feel connected to them and go, what episode are you on? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I should put the actual show. Put some of your favorites in there. Okay, okay. I'll tweak that. I think you need to spice it up a little. Because if you do brunch and binging a show, maybe that is what you do, but I feel like you're going to find somebody who just wants to do that every day. And Mm. that doesn't strike me as... So I would be like brunch and binging or... Like if you're out and about, like what you like to do when you go out so they know that you're not just a homebody, mm-hmm. like you can do both. That's, okay. that's you. You can do it all. Mm-hmm. You can be chilling at home, Netflix and chill, or you can be going out getting some drinks or some good food. Okay. Now, wasn't there a picture that we voted needed to go? I took it off. Okay. So I make sure. <laughs> I saw you stop scrolling on them pictures. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I, I thought you was hiding it. No, I took it off. It was the video. So it was a video where I was just like, I was just trying to show movement, first of all. And it was me basically lip singing over a song. And everyone was like, you know, get rid of it. It doesn't have a prompt. So I got rid of that. And then I just didn't add any other extra photos. And since the updates, okay, I uh-huh. have had about four new matches. So right. we're getting yeah. Yeah. We're, we're adding in numbers here, slowly yes. but surely. So I won't delete the app just yet. All right, so you're going to keep swiping and see what goes? I'll give it probably another week.
Okay. Uh, we'll see. I need to land a date. Give it another week. And then if that doesn't work, will you give your profile over to like me, Kristen, and Abby? Oh, yes. And then we can we can give it an extra boost and see if we can get you next level. And y'all just take it over? Oh, yeah. Well, I, we're not going to match for you, but we'll yeah. like we'll design the profile and all that stuff. Okay. I'm not mad at that. All right. So we check back in in a week. Uh-huh. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. So we thought it was going to be a Super Bowl ad. A couple weeks ago, we saw some footage and some photos come out of the Mean Girls cast filming something out at the original high school where the original film was created. And it turns out it's not a Super Bowl commercial. It's just a straight up Walmart commercial. There are three of the four cast members that are in this Walmart ad, but one of them did not sign up to come on. So the woman who played Gretchen Wieners, Lindsay Lohan, and Amanda Seyfried are all in this commercial. But Rachel McAdams, who was the big star of this film, declined to be in it, um, presumably because it was a Walmart commercial and she's Rachel McAdams. <laughs> but Does anybody find this commercial ironic? Because the mean girls would never, ever shop at Walmart. Uh you know what? Maybe hard times hit them. You know, <laughs> maybe they didn't do as well as their parents in, in the sequel. And they should, they really didn't capitalize on the get in loser were going shopping at Walmart. That line is iconic from the movie. And I'm not surprised when I saw Lindsay Lohan doing it and then Lacey Schubert, who played uh, Gretchen Wieners, I was like, okay, well, that's two of them. That makes sense. And then when Amanda Seyfried popped up, I was like, okay, big budget. But Rachel McCann, I'm not surprised because I think out of all of them, I know Amanda's been in some major movies, but when I think of the difference between them and Rachel McAdams, it's like night and day. Like Rachel McAdams is a real actress, TM. But Amanda Seyfried is pretty legit too. Like she was in Les Mis. I mean, I know Mamma Mia is not necessarily Oscar winning stuff, but it's still like a pretty big deal. Lacey Chabert is just on the Hallmark Channel. And Lindsay Lohan, I think, was in that one Christmas film on Netflix last year, so... <laughs> She was free. Yeah, you didn't come with the big guns on those. Right? Uh, no, but Amanda Seyfried apparently had a very free schedule. So good for her. Wish Rachel McAdams could have rounded it out, but um, also understand why she declined. Okay, the uh, Tupac Shakur murder suspect, he pleaded not guilty in Vegas. So this is, of course, uh, Dwayne KPD Davis. He was charged with the murder of Tupac Shakur, and he pleaded not guilty in a courtroom in Vegas. Uh, he was unable to find a lawyer, so they had to get a court-appointed attorney for him. They're not going to seek the death penalty for him, but he's currently being held without bail. It makes sense. That is tough for him to find a lawyer because literally for the last 20 years in books and interviews and documentaries, he has gladly talked about how he had a part to play in Tupac's murder. And now all of a sudden, when it's time for him to be charged for it, he's pleading not guilty and he had nothing to do with it. But I think it's finally time for there to be some justice because this man has more than actually made himself accountable for the murder in many ways. Oh, yeah. So it just seems like a losing case. Like, I don't know what attorney would be like, oh, yeah, I'll take this on unless they really wanted a challenge. I think some lawyers are really into like, oh, this is going to be a high profile case. We'll probably be on like CNN or something. There will be a lot of... Um, a lot of press around this, so maybe it'd be a good way to get my name out there, even if I lose. So. It's definitely a case you can make a name for yourself, but it's going to be a challenge for sure. But you, would you want to make your name for yourself on that case? Because Tupac was so beloved. Like, would you really want to defend the person who, who has admitted time and time again that he played a part in his, like, murder? No, absolutely not. I think that's exactly why he's struggling, because is it worth it at the end of the mm -hmm. day yeah. to make a name that way? Well, think about other attorneys that handled big, pro big cases like maybe, like, O.J. Simpson's case. Like, I, I don't know the name of this 
this uh, the attorney, but I'm sure he had pulled. It, it was Robert Kardashian. Oh, it was. Pretty, was sure. Oh God, yeah. And I'm sure he did fine afterwards. Yeah, and, and I'm the sure Kar- his family's good. <laughs> the Kardashians are doing just fine, from what I can tell. So yeah. maybe it's not a bad idea. But I totally get like you wouldn't want to attach your name to defending somebody who played a part in this murder. So understandable. Okay, well. Will Smith is making his first appearance since getting slapped by Chris Rock. He's joining DJ Jazzy Jeff and performing at the Grammy Salute to Hip Hop. This is going to be recorded on November 8th. And I, I the, the Smiths, between Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, like I feel like they just need to go away for like a year with all the press that we've had from them in the last year. The last Instagram that I saw of Will Smith, he was on a boat and it was going really fast and it looked like it was going far away from everything that we know. And I don't know why he came back. <laughs> Literally why? He should have just kept going. Like he was getting away from all of it. I think he was like, you know, Jada's really taking the spotlight for me for a hot second. It's time for me to come back with DJ Jazzy Jeff, do a little tap dance or whatever, get on the Grammy stage and uh, <laughs> try and salvage what's left of my Turn reputation. A tap dance. <laughs> no. <laughs> tap dancing is so huge in hip hop. You know. It's yeah. like step. Yeah, yeah, he's going to step dance. I don't know why. Step dance and tap dance, all in (laughs) hip-hop. I don't know. The Burt Show. One thing we now know about our producer, Katie, she is absolutely the last person you would ever want to sit next to on a flight. (gasps) That's not true. That's not true? No. Okay, so with all this time that we have known Katie, right, I've never heard her actually admit to this story. What we were talking about initially was the lady who was on the flight Remember, and she had a little bit of diarrhea and she was running down the aisle. Oh, yeah, everyone's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about that, I kind of see Katie's face light up a little bit. Light up? Yeah, as if she had something to say but didn't really want to say it. <laughs> so I started digging immediately. And then I discovered that Katie has a history of doing one of the nastiest things I have ever heard someone have to do on a flight. It's not that bad of a history. Okay, so see what happened was, right? <laughs> As Mo and I were having this conversation about the diarrhea woman on the plane, I just knew that I could relate to the story in the second in the embarrassment that that woman went through because I may have done the same thing on a plane. <gasps> no. Who diarrhea down the aisle on a plane? It was the other end. So <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> so for some reason, I just have a history of um, throwing up when I fly, like there's probably like a 40 to 50% chance I'm going to throw up on a flight. That's a very high percentage. Yeah. yeah. How many times on average do you think you've thrown up on a flight? Like if you were to throw a number out there, is it like 20 times? Um, I would say about 15. That what? I can think of. 15? I didn't even know it was that many. <laughs> Katie, 15 times? Yeah, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I can always feel it coming on and I don't eat before I get on a flight typically because I try to avoid whatever's going to come out of my stomach, but well, I start to... <laughs> <laughs> I at least want it to be like a little liquid or a yeah, yeah. you know? Choose <laughs> something fragrant, like a nice pineapple. Yeah. Exactly, but it's it's some reason where I, I will get anxious and then I start to overheat and then I start to um, get lightheaded. And when I when that starts to happen, I know that what's coming next is vomit. And so majority <laughs> of the time when I'm on a plane, 
there's always the little throat, the puke bags. Yeah, they you know? don't. There haven't been puke bags on planes in how long? I, it's been actually. I only just noticed this honestly because I I looked for one. I was hungover though, coming back from Vegas, and I looked for one, and there wasn't one. See, and that's a problem. They need to ret- bring back the puke bags. Hashtag yeah. bring them back. <laughs> go, go on Etsy and get your own little like puke bag you can bring with you. Yeah, you're the only one throwing up on people. Yeah. <laughs> you fixed the problem. Well, I- <laughs> yeah. Delta, I'm gonna need. You to change your entire policy and make sure puke bags are available on every flight in case I'm on it. Yes, there's a reason they had it in the first place, right? So why not bring it back? And so in this particular situation, I was on a flight with my aunt and I was in the middle seat. So it was like my aunt had the window seat, I had the middle seat, and then there was a guy who was to the right of me. And I felt it coming on. And you don't know this guy? No, I don't know who this guy is. Complete stranger. And I felt it coming on, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to throw up. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, and I'm in the middle seat, so I'm looking for little puke bags, right? And I'm like, oh, I need to find this, I need to find this. There's no puke bags, right? So then I have to do doo-doo to get me a flight attendant, okay? She comes down the aisle, hey, ma'am, how can I help you? I'm like, I need a puke bag. Like, And she's like, we don't don't have one of those. So then I just try to get up. That surprises me. See, you don't I even thought, have them in the back. Yeah, like they should have a stack available. No, she didn't. So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to get up before this happens and try to go to the bathroom, right? One of the bathrooms and throw up there. Now, approximately how much time would you say is in between the moment you realize that you have to throw up and you actually throw up? Like, how much time do we have before to defuse this situation? About five minutes. Oh, that long? That's not bad. Because oh, I feel like I feel like I feel it coming on, and I know if I keep. If I keep getting like more and more lightheaded and sweaty, when I start getting sweaty, it's it's gonna get worse. There's no way to not make it happen. So if you have five minutes, like Mo's on to something, why didn't you? Di- why isn't your thought to just get up and go to the bathroom? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was trying to but do. But you called for a puke bag first. Like you wanted to vomit next to a stranger on the plane, just in case, because it's hard to get out of a middle seat. Yeah. And you know, when someone is already in the bathroom, you can see when it's locked. Like if you looked in the aisle, uh, okay. you can see that oh, that one's locked and that one. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to stand in the aisle and wait for them to come out of the bathroom. So I was like, all right, you know what? I got to get up and just go. And so then I'm still waiting and no one's coming out of those bathrooms. So it's about to get worse. And so then I hit, hit up another flight attendant like, look, I need a bag. So she gives me like this big like department store bag, you know, that's like what's supposed to be used as their trash bag during the aisle. She's like, here, girl, this is what you're going to need. And so then I'm like, oh, it's too late. And I start throwing up in that bag <laughs> in the middle of the aisle oh on the plane no. as I'm being rushed back to my seat because of turbulence. So I'm just in the aisle, just going my way down, making my way back to my seat, just throwing up. Got my little puke bag. I stopped for a minute, sit back down. I'm like, OK, cool. We should be calm. Wait, Stomach should be calm. Can you imagine the stranger, though, the guy, like as she now climbs over him to get back to the middle with the puke on her mouth? She's running at him with a giant <laughs> trash bag vomiting in it while the plane is bouncing up and down. Yeah, you got to get a new disaster. seat. He's in the splash zone, poor guy. Yeah, and then I sat down and my stomach was calm. And then all of a sudden, no, another one, another one, <laughs> another round of vomit. But this time I'm also passing gas. Oh, no. <laughs> Katie. And it's bad. Oh, it's both ends at the same time. <laughs> and that man's face of disgust <laughs> sitting next to me <laughs> was the worst. And I was so embarrassed because I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. You can't stop I just both. Had to let, I just had to let it happen. Which end did you give him? The front or the back? 
I'm like turning my back because my aunt's over here is trying to like calm me down and I'm trying to face away from, from him but everything's coming out my ass too so it's just bad. <laughs> There's no wedding. Do you get motion sickness a lot? Because that's what will make some people throw up on planes. No, it's. I don't think it's a motion sickness thing. I honestly do not understand what the cause of it is in the root of it. I don't know. And I don't know how to figure that out because it doesn't happen. Like, it hasn't happened the last three times I've flown. So I've been okay. Well, I think, and just in case, I think Cassie gave you a perfect solution. You need to start investing in some your own yeah. set of vomit bags. Okay. Maybe we could throw a Bird Show logo on them. <laughs> I don't hate that. I mean, come on, right? Like you, yes, I don't hate that at all because then you could leave one in the seat pocket. Oh, that's true. Advertisement. I like it. I like Listen it. Listen to us while you throw up. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> The Burt Show. All right, y'all. What would you do if you proposed to the love of your life and they told you that they needed to think about it? Abby has the email. Opinions needed. I recently proposed to my girlfriend and her response wasn't exactly as straightforward. Yes. Instead, she told me that she needed some time to think about it. It's been about two weeks now and I'm starting to wonder if she really has been thinking because she hasn't mentioned it at all. It is this. It is as if it never happened. I don't want to be pushy if she is really giving it thought, but part of me feels rejected and disrespected. Should I bring up the topic with her again or should I consider the possibility of walking away? A little context, my girlfriend and I have been together for a few years and our relationship has been pretty solid. We've talked about our future together and I genuinely believed it was the right time to take the plunge and propose. I was excited and I thought she would be too. But her response caught me off guard. She explained that she needed time to process everything. And while I respect her need for space, I'm beginning to feel a little bit anxious. I love her deeply and want to spend my life with her, but I also don't want to rush her into a decision she's not ready for. I've been trying to give her the space she asked for, but as the days go by, I can't help but wonder if I should initiate a conversation about it. My dilemma is that I don't want to seem pushy or impatient, but I also don't want to be left hanging indefinitely or be in a relationship with someone who doesn't feel the same way about our futures as I do. Should I ask how her thinking is going or should I walk away completely? I feel like this puts you in an awkward situation for a couple different reasons. Because, well, one, obviously... I, I think you would think long and hard before you would propose to someone, right? You would be at a point where you're pretty sure that she's going to say yes. So if you don't get a yes, even an I'll think about it, it's going to throw you for a loop. And then now how do we go on and continue to enjoy this relationship as if I am not sitting here on pins and needles every day <laughs> waiting for you to tell me if or you, if you're going to accept my proposal or not? It's a no. She she is not she doesn't want to marry you yet for whatever reason and it might not be because she doesn't love you it might be she's not ready because how do you tell your boyfriend or partner of several years like um not right now without it ruining the relationship so she's literally I think trying to bury it under the rug because she doesn't want to get married to you right now but doesn't want to hurt your feelings but I mean I was with my husband for. 11 years before he proposed and he was only 50% sure that I was going to say yes. What? Yeah, he really? was super, super, because I had just been like, mar I wasn't ready for marriage for a long t part of our relationship. We got there. I mean, I said yes immediately, but that's the thing. Like in that moment, 
you know in your heart when someone asks you to marry them, yes or no. Mm. And if it's no, that doesn't mean you don't love them and you don't want to maybe marry them one day. You're just not ready right now. But you're right. If I tell you no, that's ruined the relationship. But honestly, if this dude is willing to walk away, then maybe he's not ready for marriage either because he says, should I consider the possibility of walking away? A marriage is tough. So if uh, like a couple weeks waiting, I get it. Feeling disrespected, feeling anxious, that's all legitimate. But if you can't handle a couple of weeks of limbo while she thinks things through, then maybe you're not ready for marriage either. I'm curious with your husband, if he was only 50% sure why, or 50% sure that you were going to say yes, why did he propose? Because he's an idiot because I kept dropping hints. I was like, we've been together a decade. Like pop the question already. We have a house, we have dogs. Everything's been done. But I think it was just... I think for him knowing that, because we had our ups and downs, like every relationship, but I think it was him knowing that if he asks this question, the beautiful homeostasis like of our relationship, the foundation will be cracked because it's crunch time. It's either, yeah, it's going to happen or no, it's not. And at that point, when you've been together for like 11 years, if you don't want to get married, but you've both said you want to get married one day, the relationship's over. So I think it's a little bit of the fear there that what if, what if she says no? If she says no, my entire world is going to fall apart because it's done. So going back to what you said about him being in limbo, right? I wonder if as a guy, this is a pride and ego thing. Because even if I was like genuinely fully in love with this woman and knew she was my person, but she rejected my proposal, I think I might want to walk away too just off of the rejection factor of it. Mm. Because it, it, it tells me that I am at a completely different place with our relationship than you are. If I am completely ready to get married and you still have to think about it, I don't know if I would be able to get past that rejection. I wouldn't blame you for not being able to get past it. But I feel like he put he or whoever proposed put themselves in this situation because the proposal should be a surprise. The marriage should not be. I'm a big believer in before you buy a ring, before you spend however much money you're going to spend on a ring and plan out the proposal and get ready for potential life with someone, you have to have the conversation about what marriage looks like for you and if you even want it. So you should have had this conversation before you even bought the ring so you wouldn't find yourself in this position. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed. You got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on The Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. 
place. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. The Burt Show. I'm going to uh, discuss you guys a little bit. Ew, please don't. You don't want to be disgusted? No, it's too early for that. Too bad, Abby. Here we go. So a guy named Caleb Wood out of Salt Lake City went viral because he ordered um, a milkshake from Chick-fil-A and some fries. And then he went to sip his drink. And you'll never guess what was in it. No. Um, he ordered a milkshake? Yep. I must say the, the delicious sauce available. Maybe it's just sauce. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't think this qualifies as sauce, but he called the guy because apparently the guy mixed up the cups and this is the conversation that they had. Did you confuse the cups? Cause like, yeah. dude, this is, it's a, it's half full of pee. <laughs> what? Man sipped a little bit of pee. No, no. So apparently the driver reportedly admitted that he accidentally mixed up the two styrofoam cups in his vehicle because he works long hours. What without- is warm and one is cold? Well, yeah, but it's styrofoam. So maybe I guess that wasn't good enough for him. But he, uh, I guess he relieves himself when he has to in a cup. And I don't think that's a smart thing to do when you are obviously delivering drinks to people. But he accidentally mixed the cups up. Does he not know bathrooms exist? Like, this is not the 18th century. Like, you can stop at a 7-Eleven and go pee-pee in a toilet like a normal person. Dude, even even beyond that, just the thought of my cup being next to someone's cup of pee. It's disgusting. And, of course, you would think, like, well, how did they rectify the situation? And this is what he said. Refunded a portion of the no. order. I think I think it costs, like, 25 bucks. And they refunded 18 bucks, the, the actual cost of the food. They didn't refund, like, the delivery fee or the tip that I gave or anything like that. The way I would lawyer up so fast. Oh, my God. Because, honestly, like, if you think about it, I ordered a milkshake. And, sure, like, orders get mixed up. But, I mean, if, if he had a nut allergy and he got a nut milkshake or something like that, like, <laughs> that could kill him. <laughs> I mean, he did get... Uh- 
You know what? I'm not going to say that this early. But that's what I'm saying. They should know not to do that. But like you tricked me into drinking some other human's pee. Like uh, somebody is paying. Somebody's paying a lot of money. If I sip a little bit of urine, not only do I want a full refund, I want free food for the rest of my life. (laughs) Partial refund ain't going to cut it. Aren't we all waiting on delivery orders right now? I'm going to be scared to eat mine. Y'all can use the bathroom here. Okay. (laughs) Please. please. All right. We got to help out our bird show listener who is now never heard back from a guy that she met on Hinge and she knows she's not blocked. We need to figure out what is going on here. Cass has got the email. Hey, Bird Show fam. P1 here all the way from Dallas, Texas. And just like Abby and Katie, I've been striking out in the dating world. No, you don't got to point it out again. (laughs) But it just (laughs) took an even crazier turn. In July, I met this guy on Hinge. And we hit it off and started texting. We went on our first date to a concert. He would work out of town, so we didn't see each other often. But we did go on a couple more dates and communicated daily. Last week, he left for Florida for work, and we still communicated daily. This past Friday, we were texting until about 11 p.m. He said he was going to go out. And that is the last I heard from him. Mm -hmm. Saturday, I sent him an Instagram reel, but I didn't hear back from him. And in my head, I was just thinking, great, I got ghosted again. Sunday afternoon, I was like, let me give it one more chance and send one more text. That's when I noticed that the messages were still blue, but I was not getting the delivered notification. So naturally, I started freaking out, and it automatically said he blocked me. And then started to figure out if I was really blocked and tried calling from my work phone, which he didn't have the number for, and it automatically goes to voicemail. I told my friend, and she tried texting him. He doesn't have her number and has never even met her. And again, the messages go blue, but does not give the delivered notice. What could have happened? I have so many theories. Is he in jail? Is he even alive? This is all (laughs) so weird. Any advice? Can you do a background check on him? I don't know his last name. Can you do it based on his first name and phone number? I need some sort of closure here. From another lonely girl in Dallas. I know it's not shady or not, but that's hella shady. It does sound shady, but um, so what does that mean when the, the texts are still blue, but it doesn't say delivered? I, I think, well, I was going to say, it, it sounds like he was in a car wreck and his phone got destroyed. Because that means the number is still active, right? Like, I think the text turned green if you've been blocked. Yep. But if it's not getting delivered, it means the number's active, but it's not. The phone is in, unable to receive text. So if he went to Florida, maybe he lost his phone in the ocean, honestly, and hasn't gotten a new one. Maybe something happened. Like, there's some reason the phone's not accepting. Because it's weird that it's from friends and works going straight to voicemail. So the phone's off. That, that, because that's the first thing I thought when she said that it's, he's, he's still getting calls from other numbers, but it's going straight to voicemail. So it's obviously not a personal thing to her. There's just something going on with his phone. Yeah. For I, days. I want to dive into the delusion. Like, I really want to be a good friend from one lonely girl to another and say, you know, maybe he did lose it in the ocean. Maybe it got ran over by a car. Maybe he chucked it out of a window. Maybe he spilled water on it. But I really do believe in the iconic phrase, if he wanted to, he would. And if this man really wanted to get in contact with you, I really do believe that he would find you on Facebook. He would find you on Instagram. Where It's 2023, baby. It's pretty easy to find people nowadays. What if he's in the middle of the ocean, Abby? What that, if the man is in jail? Then it's our job to rescue him, but that's a different, that's a different story.
Isn't it wild how when we get ghosted, we hope that that's what's going on, that the person is either in jail or yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the ocean? Whatever protects her. I'd rather you be dead than to face the fact that I've been ghosted, be it an actual ghost. But what if it's a burner phone and he has an actual family in Florida? And so the reason it's not getting delivered is nothing bad happened. He just turned his burner phone off. So all of his side pieces can't contact him. Well, we're going to find him. out, Cassie. Well, do I, we Tra- don't have Tommy do the background Tra- Tracy and I together have started the process of a background check. So we will find out and get to the bottom of it. Can we tell anything so far? Like, you have any in- insider tips? Well, I looked up the number, and the number is listed to a woman's name. Oh! oh. The plot thickens. But she's an older lady, oh. so I'm thinking it's his mom. Yeah, because I think my phone is under my dad's name. Wow. And it's definitely not my dad texting these dudes. What? When are you going to become an adult? Time to grow up, Abby. (laughs) (laughs) How how old are you, Abby? I'm 26. Does daddy still pay for your cell phone? No, I pay for all of my things. It's just got his name on it. It's just got his name on it. I Venmo my parents every month. (laughs) (laughs) Such an adult. Well, we'll do the background check and get to the bottom of that. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. So this news is by no means going to be shocking to anybody, but one of the directors of the show Friends is speaking out about how some of the cast members are taking the death of Matthew Perry. So James Burrow, he directed 15 episodes of the show, including the pilot. He was one of the ones from the very beginning. He said he sent a text to both Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Carson, Cox, and also Lisa Kudrow, just checking in on how they're doing since his passing. And he said that, Matthew was a part of a family and he was one of the first ones not to be a part of that family anymore. They were destroyed for them. It's a brother dying. So that's directly what he's saying about it. I hate this. Shut up and let people grieve in peace. Like it is not your business to be talking about how the cast of friends are reacting to losing their little like somebody they consider a brother. It's not your place. You can say, hey, I texted everyone and I'm just devastated and destroyed. But I just I think it it leaves a sour taste in my stomach to Mm -hmm. speak on behalf of people about something like this. I agree. Everybody grieves differently, and I think you should give everybody the space to do so. I also feel like in listening to everybody's commentary on his passing this week that it reminds me that how important it is to give people their flowers while they're still here so mm-hmm. that people don't have to pass away in order to like actually see the impact that they have left behind on people. So like it should be a reminder to just... just Tell people how they impact your life while you can. Yeah. And to be fair for this director, I mean, I can only imagine that the entire cast is just getting hit up like crazy from all the news outlets. Maybe he thought, okay, I'll stand on the front lines. I'll kind of distract everyone for a little bit. Tell everyone what we already know is that everyone's crushed, everyone's destroyed, and kind of take some of the heat off of um, the cast members right now, who I'm sure are just getting absolutely blown up in the DMs and emails and everything. What's it like seeing the good in people, Abby? You know what? I'm just trying to take the other side, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to play both sides here. OK, let's talk about the Kardashians, because on one of the most recent episodes of the Kardashians, their kids said something so shocking to me. And there are a million things that these kids could say that would really just take me off guard because these are the most, you know, uh, I don't want to say spoiled because I think spoiled has a bad connotation. But these are some of the most privileged kids in the world. Kim's kids live in a 60 million dollar mansion. Woof. Courtney's kids live in a $20 million mansion. They almost broke. 
It's not a hundred million dollar mansion, but apparently both Courtney and Kim's kids are complaining about their mom's homes and say they like it better at dad's place. I do think it's funny when like people are co-parenting and then the parent that has the child the majority of the time always finds it like they get mad that when the child goes to the other parent and it's only like two days or whatever and they have like the most amazing time. And yeah, it probably is harder to be that good all the time. I just, they, every time they talk, they're so unrelatable to me. <laughs> I mean, they are re- literally complaining. Oh, my kids like normal person apartments and houses better than my $60 million mansion. They like that my kid, that they don't have a nanny at dad's house. It's just, I can't even feel sorry for them because I can't relate to it at all because they're just in such another stratosphere. It's so funny because I feel like the Kardashians really fought for fame. They really fought to get out in the spotlight and for their kids to be like, we actually love living a normal life to me is the best kind of karma that they, I mean, Kim Kardashian allegedly did this whole sex tape thing really to launch her career in the press and to become this big star and for her kids to look at her and be like, yeah, we would much rather live in the suburbs and, you know, a normal house is really karma coming to bite her in the butt. It also shows you that you don't need all the money in the world to be a really good and involved parent. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good point. And for the record, I still eat ramen noodles. I don't care. <laughs> that's good. That might be it, too. I mean, when you go to mom's house, you've got the cameras around, you know, you've got the selfie lighting everywhere. But if you just go down to Kanye's apartment or to Scott Disick's house, it probably feels more of like a homey environment. Well, it's different. There's no way you're going to win. So, like, let's say Kanye had the big mansion and Kim lived in an apartment lol. But if they're like, you know, if it's switched up or let's say they were with Kanye most of the week um, in an apartment eating the ramen noodles, whatever, and then they go to Kim's, they would be like, Dad, I love going to mom's house because it's so big and there's a gourmet chef and there's a nanny. So I think it's whatever the kid doesn't experience majority of the time. Mm. There's no winning with children. Lisa Marie Presley saw the script for Priscilla before she died and apparently she hated it. We'll talk more about it on your next eBuzz on the Bird Show. The Bird Show. Her mom went behind her back and invited the guy that she's dating to Thanksgiving. Ooh. And of course, things went super sideways after that. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. How you doing? Um, I've been better. <laughs> I can imagine. Tell us what's going on. Okay, I've been dating someone for only a few weeks. And I'm intentionally taking things slow. I like him. I do. And I, I think it could lead to something, but I don't want to rush it. And so he and I ran into my parents when we were out to dinner. Ran into them randomly. Uh, what? You ran into them just randomly? Randomly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and your mom didn't plan that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had no intention of him meeting my parents yet, but we ran into them. And what and happened? The next, the next day, my uh, mom started following him on Instagram. And then she DM'd him and asked him to Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Okay, wait. How did the mom get his Instagram handle. Did she ask him for it or did she just like find it on her own? She found it like the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that hard. You can just do a little searchy search. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But that's not odd for your mom to just jump on Instagram and go find the guy? God, no. So when my brother is dating a new girl, we find her before we even know her last name. We're doing the work. And follow her? We wouldn't follow her. Not until we meet her. Okay. But she met him, so it's kind of normal. Okay, so she DM'd him and what happened? She DM'd him, inviting him to Thanksgiving, and he accepted. And then she figured out who his mom was. Oh. 
And then she messaged her to invite his parents and his sister, and they accepted too. No. <laughs> Does he know that she also, like, because that's where the, it's one thing to invite the boyfriend, it's another to invite the parents and the sister, but then if the boyfriend doesn't know that the mom also is like, hey, let's get our families together after dating only a few weeks, that's a big red flag, kind. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think he knows. I think he knows, but I'm not ready for that. Here's the we thing. We just started dating. I, I don't think this is that bad because the mom, his mom wouldn't accept her invitation had things not been going super well. You know, I bet like your new man is probably going to his mom and his sister saying like, I really like this new girl. She's so great. Alyssa's awesome. And so when your mom slides into her DMs and says, hey, you want to come to Thanksgiving? I feel like it might have been a no brainer. After a few weeks, though. Well, I mean, I, I agree it's a little soon, but he, he said yes. It's a good sign. So if y'all were in her shoes and your mom did this, you wouldn't feel any way about it? Oh, I would be livid at my mother, but I'd still I wouldn't uninvite him. I would be so mad and we would have a big conversation and I'd probably have a little bit of a punishment where I wouldn't tell her anything going on in my life for a while. I'm like, you act like this, you're going to get cut out. But I'd still go because the thing is he accepted. So if he didn't want to go, he could have just been like, sorry, I have plans with my family. And You know what I mean? Or the mom could have backed out. Anybody could have. So they're in it. I would honestly go and see where it goes. I guess he could have made up an excuse to not be able to make it, but I'm pretty sure he probably felt a little bit of pressure with the mom of the lady that he likes inviting him to Thanksgiving. I don't know that I would have said no, but I also know that I probably wouldn't have wanted to go. Well, it would probably be a bad sign. It would look bad on him if he said no. So maybe he said yes due to the pressure, but to me, the mom and the sister saying yes tells me everything I need to know. So what are you going to do? Is, is, this, is this normal behavior from your mom or did this kind of shock you? It, it kind of shocked me, um, and I, I really don't feel ready to get our families together, but I don't know how to uninvite them and not look bad. Yeah, because you got to uninvite him and the parents now. Yeah. yeah. If it was just him, it'd be easy, that but would with be the easier. mom and sister, too? Here's, here's how you do it, but it's going to cost you a little bit of coin. You find a little cabin or a little getaway somewhere and be like, I'm so sorry, I was surprising my family with Thanksgiving out of town. We're not going to be here, so you can't join. So you rent like an Airbnb in a town close to you so you guys can have a little escape, and that's where you go for Thanksgiving. But But from the sounds of things, her mom would buy them flights. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing Alyssa's mom as well as we do, it sounds like she would jump the gun. Alyssa, why aren't you ready for your boyfriend's parents to also meet yours? Like, it, it sounds like you like him. I do. I really like him. But with my last boyfriend, we moved way too fast. And I like, I really like this one. And so I want to take things slow. Like, I want to take my time. I don't want to make the same mistake. Mm. What if this is the universe's way of just kind of speeding up a little bit because this is your guy? I'm scared. Melissa, <laughs> don't be scared. Let love happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen to people like me. Let it happen to people like you. Let love happen. Look, so you think... Do you think I should try and uninvite them with the cabin idea or should I just go with the flow? I think you should you should go with the flow. But I think if your heart is really telling you you're not ready, there's no harm in hitting him up and being like, hey, my mom did that outside of me. Um, I really like you. I want to take things slow because in the past when things have gone quickly, it hasn't gone well. And I'd like to give this a real shot. I think shocker, maybe some honesty here might go over really well. Let's go to the phones and try to get you some advice. Hey, Jordan, what you got? Hey, what's up? I, I don't know how old she is, you know, but, like, what if the mom is being so pushy because she's getting up there in age and is like, okay, you got to get married. Hurry up. This is my <laughs> way of, like, trying to help you. 
Now you calling Alyssa's mom old? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Her, the girl, the, uh, Alyssa. Alyssa. <laughs> All right, so Alyssa Jordan says that your mom is tired of waiting for you to get it together. <laughs> okay, not false, but I'm not even 30 yet. Like, come on. I don't know. I'm thinking at this point, it's probably not worth the trouble of you going out of your way to try not to make this happen. I say just go with it at this point, and maybe it'll work out for the best. Maybe. I'm going to talk to him. All right. Well, good luck, and keep us posted. Definitely tell us how it went. I will. All right. Good luck. Bye. The Burt Show. All right, Cass, so you and your husband are at odds. It's something you are trying to do for your child. What's going on? Listen, I know, I, I remember Kristen's reaction when I talked about this personal story in our meeting, and she was like, no, you're not trying to do this, but I am trying to do this, and I don't think it's that bad. I have a 21-month-old in normal person's talk that's an almost two-year-old. <laughs> he has very curly hair, so we haven't taken them to get a haircut yet because it just, oh, it, no. it grows and it curls, it, and so it's it's short except for one long lock like that falls over his eyes. So I told my husband, I'm like, hey, um, and I run anything like this with the kids by him because, you know, he's their dad. And I'm like, hey, you're cool with it. I'm just going to give Max, my son, a little haircut just to clean it up. And he said, absolutely not. And I said, why? He goes, we're going to take him to an actual hairdresser who, uh, you know, like a stylist, not like a stylist, but a professional who will do a good job, which is where we take our daughter. And I was like, don't be ridiculous. All I have to do is trim off a couple of pieces. It's not that hard. And he and I are at odds. He won't let me give my own son a haircut. Now, do I have experience cutting hair? Mm -hmm. Hell no. I can't even style my own hair half the time. But we're just talking about trimming off a couple of locks to shorten it up. It cannot be that bad and it cannot be that hard. I will tell you this. I uh, My dad started cutting my hair when I was about 10 years old. But at some point in my life, I found the pictures of about five to nine when my mom was the one cutting my hair and I have never forgave her for what she did to me in those years. <laughs> I was out here looking bad and I, I thought she loved me. What did it look like? Um, they, they wasn't connecting. The lines was doing whatever they wanted to do. It wasn't really as straight as it should be. Uh, she was doing her best. I think she was trying to fade it, but it, it, it she should have just left it alone. <laughs> Here's the thing. Have you ever tried to cut your own hair at home? No, because I know, well, I'll trim my bangs up, but that's about it. You do? Well, just little bits here and there. I don't give myself full bangs. And l listen, I understand it's very difficult to cut hair. I'm not trying to say I can just jump into like a situation and be a stylist. Like they are skilled. But what I'm talking about is he's not even two and just trimming a couple of locks of hair so it's not in his eyes. And he's got curly hair anyway. And if you have really curly hair, then you know it doesn't matter because it's going to go all over the place and it's going to look wild. Mm -hmm. And he just, and my, my son won't sit still. He likes to jump off things. He likes to try and get into trouble. So the thought of him being in a chair with a stranger and he doesn't like strangers anyway, wriggling around while someone's trying to give him a haircut. Nah, but I can just put on Bluey on the TV and snip, snip, and we're done. Well, I, I feel like the root of this isn't necessarily that you don't want him to go to a hairstylist because, you know, you think you can do a better job. I feel like maybe you're having a little hard time letting go. Like, you feel like your kid's growing up a little bit. He can now go to a real hairstylist. No? Mm, is that what it is? I don't think he's ready for a real hairstylist. He doesn't need one yet. He doesn't uh, have yeah. that much hair. I know I know someone, my former neighbor actually owns uh, a couple of child hair salons, pigtails and crew cuts. 
Oh, I've heard is, of them. Is the name. That's cute. Nancy, she's a listener of the show. Oh. And I'm sure she'll hook you up. And you're talking about a stranger. These are people that deal with first haircuts for a child all the time. But doesn't it seem absurd that a kid who's not even two yet needs a haircut? Like, that's, he's a baby. Yeah, but you're setting a precedent. You don't want to traumatize the <laughs> child for the rest of his life every time he's going to start shaking every time he gets in a chair. Why? To get a haircut. Because you cut his hair. He's not going to know the difference. I didn't cut it back. I haven't even done it. You don't even know if it'll be bad. I'm with Chad. That's not a bad point. If you do start cutting it, you're probably going to have to keep cutting it because that's what he's going to become accustomed to. Oh, yeah. Because uh, then it's going to become a thing. Like, if you take him to a stranger, he's going to be like, but, Mommy, I, you cut my hair so well. Just like everything else when kids are growing up. They have a harder time, I feel like, letting go when their mom's the one doing it the first time. Uh, let's go to the phones and get you some advice, Cash. Jordan, what's up? You on the bird show. What's up, yo? I'm back. Anyways, uh, I have a two-year-old, Same right? <laughs> you just keep him on the line? Don't you got to go to work? What you got, bro? <laughs> I'm a truck driver. My man. So, uh, I have a two-year-old. He just turned two October 26th. Uh, but uh, we cut his hair. He has really, really defined curly hair. I'm talking about the tightest curls you can get all over his face, all over everything. He's a wild child, jumping up for everything, trying to ride the dogs like horses, like everything <laughs> you can think about. Giddy up. Uh, and we... Yeah, we took him to uh, my barber, and I thought this was going to be the worst idea ever. And when he sat down in that chair, he looked like it was just like the most perfect child ever. Didn't move, didn't nothing. And this is a kid that doesn't even allow you to touch his head. He will move his head away if you touch him on the head. He would just, like, rock his head away from you. So for him, he sat there for that 45, 30-something minutes in that chair and was the perfect child. I think you should take him to the barber uh, because it's a really big experience and, and you'll love it. Like, even the way they look, like, he looks like a little grown child. I don't know how to explain it. It was just the cutest thing in the world. All right. Thank you, Jordan. We appreciate you. That's one vote for take him to the barber. Let's talk to Juliet and see what you got. Hey, Juliet, you're on the Bird Show. Hi. Um, Cassie, I'm actually using a fake name, but Cassie, we've met, we met at the, um, well, we met several times before, but we saw each other at the, uh, uh, Peanut, I'm here at period parties. I don't know if you remember me. Yeah, how are you uh, doing? Yeah, good. So my son is a month younger than yours, and I've taken him several times already. I've taken him to this place called Cookie Cutters. They specialize on kids, and my, my son has curly hair as well because you saw my hair. It's really, mm-hmm. really curly. Um, so they usually, like, they will, let you, they will ask you what do you want, and the first time I got there, I was like, I really didn't want it to cut too much. I just wanted to trim it so that it would be feel controlled so they they ask you like what do you want and you tell them like listen i just want if you just want to cut like that little stream of hair then just tell them to do that because she asked me like do you still want him to look like a baby and i told him yes and so they kept the, the hair as it was and just kind of trim it to keep it kind of under control all right well thank you for letting me know it just feels so dumb to go to a stylist and be like, please just cut this one lock of hair when I could do it with a pair of scissors at home. Uh, but if everyone is telling me <laughs> I need to go to a professional, then I guess I'll go to a professional. Overwhelming votes of people telling you to go to the pros. Uh, uh, you guys suck. You gotta us- let go. No, he's a baby. <laughs> yep. He's still a baby. Let us know how the haircut goes <laughs> when you do it yourself, Cass. We know what time it is. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. 
Have you ever had that moment where you wake up one day and you go, hmm, I just really don't have that many friends. You know, as you get older. <laughs> no, don't try to speed past that. Listen, don't laugh at me while I'm down. Listen, I feel like it, when you get to that age, when you're like in your 20s and 30s and honestly even 40s, Life gets so busy that sometimes you can realize that you've kept yourself in a little bubble. And I've really noticed that about myself. I'm outgoing, but I'm an introvert. So if I get asked to do something, heck yeah, I want to go out and have a good time. But honestly, like most days, I just want to stay in my apartment and binge watch TV. And I know that there are a lot of other young women in the Atlanta area that have found themselves in this position too, because it's just so easy to be alone. You know, we, we've got all that we need in our apartments that really, why would we leave them? And so I decided, why not stay start this really fun group I'm calling the One Less Lonely Girl Squad, which is a nod to one of my favorite Justin Bieber songs, One Less Lonely Girl. And so far, we have like 250 what? members in this wow. Facebook group. It's wow. Lit. There's a lot, lot of lonely girlies out here. What are the ages ranging to? So that's one of the things that people have been asking me, because obviously I'm 26 and I started this as a way to be like, let's get girls in our 20s and 30s out and about. But honestly, there really are women of all ages in this group. And I think that's really great. And I do want to encourage that because I think it can be so taboo the older you get to admit that you've kind of kept to yourself and really not branched out and tried to make friends. So I really believe that this group should be a place for all women. I even have a few gay guys who've decided to join, um, the girls and the gays. And (laughs) I really do want it to be a safe place where you can come and be like, you know what? I've recognized this about myself. I realize that maybe I have and branched out as much as I want to and I want to change that. So we have a couple of different activities going on this month. So if you want to get out in Atlanta, meet some new friends, there are a couple of new opportunities. I keep all of the specific information in the Facebook group just so like random men don't show up looking to like, you know, target young women and I don't know, do be scary. But we are going on a hike next weekend and we're also doing an axe throwing event at a winery around Atlanta. I won't say which winery just yet until we go, but it is going to be a blast at the winery. There's going to be live music. Of course, you'll be able to purchase lots of wine. I went to this specific winery a couple of weeks ago and it is delicious. They have an amazing Sauvignon Blanc, which is my favorite. And it's just going to be really fun. Um, If you want to join, I have it linked in my Instagram bio. It's just at the Abby, A-B-B-Y, Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y. Go to the link in the bio. You just have to add yourself. I'm going to confirm that you're a real human by stalking your profile. And then hopefully you'll be added. Are we sure it's going to be safe with all of these strangers drinking wine and throwing axes at each other? Yes. And I know that people are nervous about that, but I was throwing the axes when I visited the winery a couple weeks ago and I was surprised at how much of a baddie it made me feel. Okay. Now there there are professionals around who are not drinking wine so it's supervised. It's not like you're you know you're going to get hammered and then start hammering the axe at people. <laughs> it's a controlled environment and it's a lot of fun. I know it's random, but um Moving Target ATL has been so great with helping me curate this event. Kara has been helping me do all of this and um 
all the women that are, are a part of this company are also business owners themselves. So there's one of one of the women in a part of it um, has like a charcuterie business. So she's been kind enough to donate some charcuterie boxes wow. to the winery drop, drop event. Drop her name. I don't know the name of it. All right. Oh, drop it when we do the follow-up. I will. I will. It I'll, will have Kara, I'll have Kara text me and I promise I will give them all their flowers. But yeah, it's going to be so fun. That's dope, Abby. I hope you guys really enjoy that. Thanks, Mo. Feel free to come by. I know the ladies would love it. All right. I might pop in. <laughs> Rebecca, you out here just letting strange men kiss you? What's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> From, like, one public fun outing to, like, the worst public thing <laughs> I've, like, maybe ever experienced. This is what you get for wearing a Florida State hoodie. Oh, God. Whoa, yeah. shots fired. <laughs> I did kind of think of you when I put this on this morning. You I was did. wondering what you would think. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> there it is. There you, go. <laughs> you want it to know there's my opinion. There's the thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I go to like, if I go to a bar, if I go to a theater, oh my God, concerts have been the worst, but people just don't know how much space to give it to each other. They don't know how to talk to each other. They like don't know human etiquette anymore. And for some reason, this is like so much worse on MARTA. If you're in Atlanta, you know Marta. It's basically our subway station. And I have always said, Marta is smarter. Always take Marta. If you ask me to pick you up from the airport, I will never do that. I'll pick you up from Marta. But I'm not <laughs> picking you up from the airport. Marta is right there. And it's perfect. It cuts through traffic. You can listen to music. You can read a book. You don't have to worry about these insane Atlanta drivers. I've always loved Marta. I've been taking it since I was a kid. I take it alone. Some people think it's scary. I think they're dumb. It's very fun because 99% of the people, they're just trying to get where they're going, just like you are. But I met one of the one percenters kind of (laughs) recently. And yeah, what he did was very egregious and very shocking to me personally. So when I'm on a train, I have a process that is just tried and true. I've been doing it for years, especially if I'm alone. I have my AirPods in. I'm sitting there. I have a book. It's a fake book. And that I've already read it, and I'm faking reading it. Is it normally crowded, Omar? All these years in Atlanta, I've never actually rode the train. It depends on what time it is. When I take it, it's usually pretty crowded. I don't really take it and like at night anymore, really that much. But like when you're coming back from like an Atlanta United game or something, it is packed. Okay. But when I was on it, it, it was pretty crowded. So a dude came and sat next to me, which is no problem. You got to sit down. It was a pretty packed bus. But then he started to try to talk to me. I hate when men try to do that. How dare they try to communicate to another human being? And I'm like, I'm giving off the most unapproachable vibes ever. Never works. Why? But he kept just trying to ask me a question. I pointed to my AirPods. It didn't deter him. He asked me, what are you reading? <laughs> I mean, who could blame him? You look so beautiful in that Florida State ugly garnet and gold hoodie. <laughs> Matches perfectly with the pink fuzzy hat. <laughs> very true. Very true. I was very cozy uh, and warm looking. But uh, I took out my AirPods. I showed him the book. I showed him the cover. Suddenly, it's his favorite book. He loves that book. He's asking me, what do you think about it? Oh, have you read the other books in the series? Do you like the author? And I'm politely participating in this conversation. You're giving him short answers? I am. I'm, I'm participating as much as I can. And then he reaches out his hand to introduce himself and shake my hand. 
And for some reason, like a big dum-dum, I do. I reach my hand out. He grabs my hand, wrenches it towards his face, Uh and plants the sloppiest kiss. In a post-pandemic world? No. No. Tongue to hand? I felt tip of tongue. Oh my God! There, there was moisture oh. on the back of the hand, <laughs> and luckily enough, we were just stopping at five points, which was not my stop. But I decided at that moment it was, so I <laughs> jumped up, walked to the end, got off, and he followed me. No, no. he followed me to the doors. Well, you got to kiss your other hand. I jumped. <laughs> He's like French or something. He just wanted to taste your skin before he wears it. (laughs) Luckily, I was able to jump through the door and he was on the other side and we just watched each other as the train went by. He's like, this is my sliding doors moment. You're like, thank God I escaped certain death. Uh, But you did get away. Uh, I I got away with something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure out what that is later. Bird Show. The Bird Show.